Welcome to episode 127 of the what? All the Book Show. 127? Oh, I got confused. <laughs> Hold on. <clears throat> Welcome to episode 207 of the All the Book Show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library. We talk book news, author news, and literary news. Today, we have a, uh, a reoccurring segment. We do. But what will that segment be? It's going to be a surprise. Is it a surprise? Uh, no, it's not a surprise. We're doing a Lonely Hearts Book Club, everybody. All right, well, the, then that's it. the segment this show was built on. I do want to <laughs> point out, because you started by saying this was episode 127. Now, what I just, makes you think I'm not going to cut this out? I, I just want to know why. <laughs> I just want to know why you thought we were in episode 127. I don't know. Okay. I don't Did know. you like that episode? Was that a good episode? I can't even... All right. You research what 127 okay. is and I'll introduce ourselves. Yeah, go ahead. I'm Eric Mickles. I'm Nick Gunning. Was that all the time you're buying me? But we were talking about the Edgar nominees, episode 127. I have no idea the why The 2018 Edgar nominees we were talking about. Look, Did you I, like those Edgars? No, I I just don't... I don't know. Well, Sometimes you know I what? say things. How about we do episode 207, huh? Okay. Shy guy? <laughs> how about happening? we do that? <laughs> all right. Uh, he's Eric Mickles. I'm Nick Gunning. I see. And we are going to be talking about a Lonely Hearts book club today, mm-hmm. which is exciting. The very first one we ever did was yeah. uh, Thinning the Turkey Herd, oh, yeah, boy. which was by, what, Robin Campbell, was yeah. it? Yeah. And that was, a, that was a Jimmy, a Jimmy mystery. Jimmy's yeah. got to do what Jimmy's got to do. I that? don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, good times. What yeah. we do is I, I run a report and I find a list of something that's never circulated before, and we just try to figure out why. And I got yeah. a doozy for us today, so I'm excited about that. Yeah. I bring up our very first episode because we're in a home stretch here of hitting our, do you want to guess how many year anniversary? Three? Four. Oh, wow. Four. Boy, that last that's year right. went by like crazy then. Sure did. Sure did, like a rocket. First episode aired August 21st, 2015. Hey. So we're coming up on that. Uh, what do you get somebody for a fourth anniversary? Uh, pearls. Is it pearls? But you also have to go wow. down a dark alley with your family, and if you're able to make it out alive okay. with the pearls still attached, yeah, you get to keep the pearls. Oh, otherwise you're shot, and your son becomes okay. a vengeful spirit of the night. Linen, linen. Don't linen. you dare get me linen. Linen. There's always like there's a classic, and then there's a modern gift. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Which one is linen? Probably the classic. I would say that's classic. So I, the don't, I don't see one. a lot of modern. I bet it's just like a Kindle. You know what? I'll <laughs> tell you. I'll tell you when we're in the anniversary episode. All okay. right. We're we're, yeah. we're taking too much time yeah. talking about this non-event. Oh, suddenly it's a non-event. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a doozy. Enjoy today. your towel with the letters NG. You know, I I like what? having been here playing the music for four years as he did last week playing oh, yeah. it live because then we actually get to hear it yeah now we have to do this whole thing where we pretend like we're yeah. hearing it but we're not really hearing yeah, it this is an acting game let's do it right now okay that sound means that it's time for our bookmark yeah boy i love hearing that music uh, as i just did also I guess I'm in a car, and... Oh, no, it's out of gas! Oh, this is another acting This thing? is another acting game. Okay. Uh, hello, yes. Oh, no, I don't have reception. What am I, What else am I wow. holding? It could be a banana. Wow. Hello, oh, I got my potassium. Look, I don't want to... I don't want to toot my own horn, but uh-huh. I directed Eric in his first play. So, <laughs> if what you're seeing here interests you... Yeah, well, you, you don't get to that level of the car. Of, the cell phone the is also a banana to myself. Next direction <laughs> to myself. All right, but we are going to talk about our bookmarks. Um, You're going to talk about it. Am I? No, I think you should go first today. I'm at the laptop. You're, it's like asking the person driving the car yeah. to also steer the car. <laughs> That's <laughs> how you do it. That's how you do it. Uh, okay, maybe like open a pickle jar. Oh yeah, that's you like asking the person yeah. driving to open a pickle yeah. jar. I'm pretty good at driving. Don't with do my that. Knees, so anyway, I've been reading Armor by John 
Stakely. I don't know why this doesn't stick in my head. Tell me again what this is, though. Your, uh, it's a military science fiction novel yes. from okay. 1983. Ni- oh, you know what? I'm from 1983. Yeah. Armor has a little bit more. More people know about more Armor. Of a je ne sais quoi. <laughs> really? <laughs> because I know all about myself and I've never heard of this book. I'm, I know. So <laughs> it's, it's pretty brutal. I've, I finished the first part and. Uh, it's good. I never feel like I'm making progress in it because there's just a lot there. But he's a pretty depressed, uh, pragmatic character. But wow, Did you get a word of the day calendar? I need to know this for real. I know what pragmatic is. I know, but earlier you said apropos, and I just... Apropos is not a big word. I know that, but the way you're just throwing these out at me, <laughs> I just feel like you're locked and loaded. Uh, is it to impress me? Because it's working. All right. I am impressed. Anyways, this is a military sci-fi, but it's more cerebral than you might be. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Woo! Okay. Um, no, there's a part in here where the character, he finds out that you c- there's a sequence of codes on your armor, oh. on your, uh, your military Ooh. armor, which okay. causes it to explode in a massive explosion. And he's down there fighting these like ant-like aliens. And he's with somebody else who's being captured. Okay. And instead of saving him, he puts the sequence in for the other person and then runs and the guy's Wowzer. like you're a nasty human being wow like, okay. uh, what somebody on his own team yeah. on his own side yeah Jeez, yeah. he is nasty <laughs> he is nasty so so the the idea there is so that you could if it was a losing situation mm-hmm. you could cue in your own thing yeah. and be like yeah. sayonara yeah. everyone that's but, stressful yeah i i mean i've i've experienced a similar stress when you're trying to watch something and you need the the uh four digit passcode for the roku okay it's uh it's tense it's tense when you got to type in that that's, sequence that's quickly. the same situation you have there's pressure i think he did there is pressure fighting an unending army of space ants there's pressure okay <laughs> sure all right anyway that's what i'm reading space ants uh <laughs> i finished uh the six volumes of descender by jeff Lemaire. Oh, I've read some Jeff Lemaire. Uh, so Dustin McGowan. Oh, sorry. Is the artist? I don't know if you ever read Little Goth- Gotham. Little Gotham. Uh, no, we have it. So I've okay. I mean, I've seen it. Um, he's the artist for this, okay. and so it's this kind of like watercolor, uh, type of art. Yeah. And this is like a big space opera about robots and mankind and everything. It. It's a, it's a really good science fiction s- story. It's a lot of really good world building. Uh, nothing that's too like blow your mind, earth shattering. It's but it, it's a it's a very solid time. I gave the okay. whole series five stars, but every volume was just like four stars um, worth of it. And it has a sequel series. The trade comes out in October called Ascender. Oh, are you so, are you all in? Yeah, I'm all in. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Jeff Lemire's take on the Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. He did Teen Titans, oh, yeah. Earth One. Yep. Uh, volume one of that is mm-hmm. Aces. It's top notch. Volume okay. two is okay, but Volume one is is great. We do have that. In you our also collection. read his uh, Old Man I did. Logan, and the he series, yeah. I, he wrote at least some of the Rebirth of uh, Green Green Arrow. Oh, did DC. he? Okay. So I feel like he's also worked on Red Hood and the Outlaws, but but mm, maybe I'm wrong. You're thinking Scott Lobdell. I might be. Okay. But anyway, uh, yeah, I really liked it. This was good. I'm going to stick with it. If you are looking for a fun science fiction uh, comic series, definitely check out Descender. It's only six volumes, and each volume is only like five issues, but it's great. So that's what I read. Oh, no, I have one other thing I want to talk about in Bookmark. Oh, let's do it. I watched The Firm. John Grisham's The Firm? I watched John Grisham's The Firm starring Tom Cruise. Okay. 
Uh, and? I bring it up because John. It's based on Gr- John Grisham. So what was it? What number do you remember? It is John our, Grisham. Our Grisham episode. Yeah, we did a whole one. That, I know that was a you good and your one. brother, both big fans of Grisham. Yes. Um, yes. So this is 1993's The Firm. Oh. Basically, uh, recently my wife suggested we watch The Fugitive, which I had never seen. Love The Fugitive. The I can't film. believe you've never seen that. Yeah, I had never seen it, so we watched it, and then I was still in this kind of like 90s thriller mood. So we watched The Firm with Tom Cruise. I'm. So uh, I'm very on the fence about that movie mm-hmm. because, uh, first of all, there, recently there was the sequel series oh. with, um, oh, what's his no name? Idea. Josh, uh, Josh, Josh Gad. No. Josh Groban. Josh Lucas, I want to say, oh, okay. from like, Sweet Home sense. Alabama yeah, and other Josh things. Josh Lucas. Um, uh, and Talbot in Hulk. Angley's really? Hulk. He You're was right. Talbot. He was Talbot in Hulk. <laughs> the book is, I think the book is much more interesting than mm. the movie. Maybe. I think the... Uh, where the I don't know where the movie goes, mm-hmm. I don't find the conclusion to the movie satisfying. Right, I think it's a little. This is a '90s movie, right? Yeah, '93. I think they want to make. I think they want to make the Tom Cruise character a little bit more. Well, this Tom Cruise character has a, an affair, mm-hmm. and I, 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 we were watching the movie, and I said to my wife, "I'm like, I don't think he would." Like, in his contract, he probably wouldn't be able to make such decadent decisions in his movies. Mm. He would always have to appear as, like, you know, a good soul. Yeah, that could be true. So, that um, could be true. But anyway, it it kind of fell apart, like, at the beginning of the third act for me because my wife thinks this was on purpose, but I started to lose the plot a little bit. Okay. I wasn't sure what was happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gene Hackman was okay in it. He didn't really blow me away. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. Um you're not a fan of Gene Hackman? No, I'm a fan of Gene Hackman. Oh, okay. I just don't think that this this book. I mean, the, the right the movie has a very I don't know the the pacing is really good. So it's a it's a page turner. You're kind of on the edge of right. your seat. There's a lot of ambiguity about like mm-hmm. who's good, who's bad, and all that. And I just think the book, yeah, the, Tom, the movie, kind of they give Tom Cruise a brother who's in jail that he's helping. Yeah. So every decision he makes is kind of altruistic. And at the end, he kind of realizes why did he get into the law in the first place? Yeah. Why did he become a lawyer? The first time around. See, so I he things learns. go down differently in the book. Yeah. And it's a little bit less uh, like a squeaky yeah. clean, like motivations and things, are, yeah. which I think makes for a much more intriguing yeah. story. The soundtrack is an incessant piano soundtrack. Just nonstop jazz piano. Hmm. I was losing my mind. He'd be like driving. There'd be like this chase and the music was like. It was fun. J- it, it was so annoying. That, I think that's the score to Home Alone. Where you, Maybe, where yeah. You, it was, was the that Home playing Alone in the other room? reused. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, that's what I... So I guess this might be my first John Grisham movie. Really? I've you never seen, seen The Run- Runaway Jury or... No. Oh, Or okay. uh, what was the other one? The Lincoln Lawyer. I've never seen that. that <laughs> well, that's Michael Connelly, so that would have oh. not been relevant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but that You know what? Lincoln Lawyer, great movie, great book. All Check right. that out. And we do have a whole spotlight on... Uh, Michael Connolly as well. If you're looking for the John Grisham episode, <laughs> soundcloud.com slash all the books, it is episode 20. Oh, wow. That was early. It was very early. Goodness. Very early in the days yeah. of uh, this run. All right. So. You want to go? Uh, yeah. No, sure. I mean, you want to go? Want to take this outside? Oh, my gosh. He just battered away. You've been waiting for that. Well, it was really satisfying, too, the way I pushed yeah. this microphone away. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. It had a good vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, is that is that it for you? Yeah. Okay. That's why I asked if you wanted to go. All right. Uh, episode 42 is our spotlight on Michael Connolly, if you want to check that out. <laughs> About the My brother, on. Steven, is in both of them. Yeah. So if you're if you're for the podcast because you're a fan of Steve, check out those two episodes. Mm-hmm. 20 for John Grisham, 42 for Michael All Connolly. Right. 
Boy, I'll tell you. It's like you and I have traded places this time around because remember Mm -hmm. when you were going through that um, Venom? Venom situation yeah. where all you read was Venom and everybody sure. could be like, I read Venom, I read Venom. Hey, that's not what I sounded like. It is what you You think I like. sound like Philip Seymour Hoffman when Play- I talk about <laughs> Venom? <laughs> Turn the page. You have a symbiote. <laughs> I'm going to hurt it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> use fire. I'm going to use sound. High frequency. <laughs> With apologies to J.J. Abrams and, and the late cast Philip of Seymour Mission Hoffman. Impossible 3. Uh, so Tom Cruise. I've b- Hey. <laughs> better than that. Wow. I've been reading a lot of Green Lantern. I've got the DC Universe app. I was trying to read the Rebirth stuff. I got to Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns, and uh-huh. it was like, you need to read all the other stuff. All right. And you and I both uh-huh. were, were big into the Jeff Johns era uh, mm-hmm. Green Lantern, like the New 52 yeah. and, and set up to New 52 with Blackest Night yeah. and all that. So I was like, I think I'll go back and maybe pick some of this up. And I was just going to read the last volume. And then I was like, well, I should start before. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, eh. So I ended up going back to where I left off in, mm-hmm. what, 2014? Yeah, something I, like I that. tried the it's same been thing. Some years, yeah. um, so I actually read quite a few of the collections. I read um, Green Lantern: The End, Volume Three. I read the four, Volume Four: Dark Days. I read Volume Five: Test of Wills. I read Green Lantern Core, Number Four: Rebuild, <laughs> Number Five: Uprising. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm going to focus on one called Lights Out, which is pretty good. That brings the Green Lantern and the Green Lantern Core together. Um, and there's a nice collection that brings all the relevant issues so you don't have to be jumping around. Right. This is by Robert Venditti, and this is pretty good. They've got a good villain who's coming in basically saying all of the all of the rings are draining the energy of the world. Right. You guys got to go, and it's well, a big epic battle. I know nine of the rings are given to man, who above all else desired power. Boy, I'm not going to get this reference. It's Lord of the Rings. I, okay. That, well, that, that might have been it. misquoted. I'll know that when my wife it. complains. That's true. Yeah. So Dark Days you're talking about. I am talking about Lights Out. Oh, okay. Green Lantern, Lights Out. Which volume is this? Uh, it's a st- it's not a numbered volume. It takes issues from both uh, of Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps. So Green Lantern, Lights Out. Uh, pretty good. It's I a- don't think I read this. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You might have just read the... Is, some of the issues are collected in the regular trades of the titles. But anyway, okay. like I said, big villain comes basically going to turn out all of the all of the lights, all of the, the yellow lanterns, the red, right. everything. And so they have to kind of team up and work together to stop this threat. But then that also exposes some issues that kind of influences the rest of the series. So mm-hmm. it's been a really fun read, and I've been finding all this stuff that I had missed a while back. And it is convoluted. It's hard. Without the app to be able to right. like, put things in order, it would be next to impossible to follow. So I read uh, Willpower, Dark Days, Rebuild, and then Test of Wills. Okay, so Dark Days is the one that has a lot of the Lights Out issues in okay. it. First of all, reading Volume 4, you're not getting the whole story. Okay. I think if you'd read Lights Out, you'd feel a little differently about it. All right. You need this, you need this story to sever... The ties of Jeff Johns. Yes, okay. basically things that have happened before, so that going forward, spinning out of that, you mm-hmm. can tell smaller stories. Because what happens after this, the with the rings? Well, basically, the the they're saying they're only the Green Lanterns are going to exist, and everybody else kind of has to go down. Oh, in, in order to get the Red Lanterns, this is so nerdy. I'm sorry, everyone. In order to get the Red Lanterns to help them, mm-hmm. Hal has to give up a sector, and the Red Lanterns choose the sector that Earth is in. Mm. So now none of the Green Lanterns can go to Earth except for Simon Baz, who's assigned there, right. and can stay under special permission. Okay. So you've got that going on. You've right. got the Red Lanterns over Earth. Then you've got Hal taking leadership of the Green Lanterns. So you have John Stewart. <laughs> Leading the Green Lantern Corps right. series, you've got Hal and this sort of like 
you know, presidential role, mm-hmm. and it's uh, bringing out some other characters. So right. it's it's actually it is a it is a story, but it's a good story, but it's hard to follow. Okay, so, so I should have read this as more of like a big deck clearing yes. issue rather than yes. like a big event yes. that was supposed to be. Okay, yeah. Well, maybe when but I, I know where you're coming from, I do. If I get the DC app like you have, yeah. maybe I'll start over from from there. Yeah. I think you should. That would be a good idea. Uh, I read Superman Action Comics Volume 2, Welcome to the Planet. This is in our system. Is this title read by Will Smith? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I wish it was. Um, This is okay. The new... This is so nerdy. Again, I'm sorry. The new Superman story is pretty convoluted. I'm not. Where the Superman from this universe is dead. The Superman from the old universe is here. Mm -hmm. The Lois from the old universe is here. And it's just this, it's a constant like, well, this isn't our world. We got to fit in kind of thing. And mm-hmm. it's not working. I hated that. It about is the, not working. And the Justice League comics. Just drop it. The ones that you had started with, like the Extinction yeah. Agenda stuff. It yeah. was that Superman. Yeah. And it's just like, they're like, oh, what was your flash like? Yeah. I'm like, stop it. I know. <laughs> yeah. Somebody so, have an infinite crisis and kill this guy. <laughs> as much as I love Superman, that's not yeah. really working. Um, the, the one thing that I did find in this deep dive that I would never have read otherwise was Sinestro Volume 1. Mm-hmm. So Sinestro is a Green Lantern villain who is also a Green Lantern in charge of the yellow Sinestro Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got his own book now. With great fear. And it's very good. Yeah. The first volume is really good. He's okay. kind of separated. Um, his people are all dispersed, and he kind of goes on this mission to try to bring them back together mm. and save all the refugees from his planet. And they're all like, "No, we hate you. You're a monster. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want your help." You know. Right. And he's like, "No, I just want to help you." You know. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's good. Yeah, it's good. I'm gonna stop talking about it now. Uh, I am currently reading Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Yeah. A gift from this guy over here. Was it? Yeah, it was. Wow. Yeah, you gave this to me. You don't remember? No. You did, you wrote even wrote inside of it. Well, that's not my copy. That's a display oh. copy. That's a library copy. Okay. You said like now. Oh, I didn't give you my copy, or I did. You did. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, did you like it? Look, I read this when I was nineteen. So okay. yes, I liked it because I thought it was very cool. I yeah. don't know. You you shared a picture of uh them talking <laughs> about how he <laughs> one of the characters puts in yes. his CD ROM yeah. that has the picture of oh, every known me. yeah his CD ROM disc yeah his Go CD on. ROM disc yeah. and it said he that disc had pic- photos of every known terrorist. Wow. Yeah. And like, I'll tell you what. Yeah. In 2011, my man rated this five stars. Yeah. Yeah, that was me remembering how much I had liked it. It took me oh, a while to get to it, but once it's I... It's good. S- yeah. I mean, it's basically John Clark is setting up, but Rainbow Six is the unit. Right, the anti-terrorist team. Yeah, and he's, you know... Yeah. This book then became a non-stop uh, video game franchise. Yeah, so it's true. Mostly it's multiplayer. True. Eric rated it five stars. My good friend Chris, who was on our soccer episode, four stars. Oh, so yeah. that's two yeah. positive reviews. I don't know where I would rate it now if yeah. i read it now but I th- it's good it's holding okay. my interest i mean it's yeah. a big it's a commitment you know it's like 900 pages when's the last time you read a clancy book oh god uh well you read those gray man stuff right yeah but okay. that's not that's not clancy that's mark no. that's mark greenie's uh, okay. gray man um i read hunt for red october oh wow maybe 10 years ago yeah that sounds right and i've read some of the i read tom clancy's hawk all right uh which is separate but mm-hmm. yeah john clark's basically got a little like elite force that's mm-hmm. going out i think this is like 96 maybe yeah going out and uh you know helping specific things yep so yeah you know it's pretty good all right i finished i finished hunt for red october in uh 2013 so oh, there you go not that long ago yeah yeah my goodreads says 2011 but that's when i started goodreads I I was putting stuff on so it would have been like 2000 
five okay. when I read mm-hmm. that. So different times. I, I have to, um, I'm going to put this aside for a while because I have to read our uh, Around the Universe Around the universe. I'm still in the universe of stories. Yeah, setting. no, that's our over. around the world book club. We're focusing on Mexico. I'm reading Chloe Asunder's. Um, mm. No, sorry, Chloe Asunder. 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 Yes. And we had our first meeting on Sandra Cicerno's um, House on Mango Street. Mm-hmm. It was a r- great discussion. So right. join us for this next one. It's going to be September 3rd over at the Creative Arts Center, 3:30. We've got copies here. Okay. So I have to put Hunt for Red. What's this Rainbow, Six. Rainbow Six aside <laughs> so that I can read Asunder. Yeah. And then we're also maybe going to be talking about some uh, Mark Twain because we've got a uh, uh, Mark Twain program coming to yeah. the library in September. Are you excited yeah. about Hopefully that? Hopefully he's cleaned up his language since the I hope early he has. 1800s. I do hope he has. Uh, since his appearance in Star Trek The Next Generation, I think. Uh, oh, really? Time Zero Parts 1 and 2. I think <laughs> the last time Mark Twain... Uh, was really big put out some new work yeah yeah so okay. is elijah wood anyway, gonna come does, I, isn't he contractually obligated to appear at every mark twain event i think he does have to come yeah yeah i'm gonna ask him about back the future part two but elijah oh yeah yeah that's a game for babies that was, yeah. <laughs> you mean you gotta use your hands uh that's it for me okay bookmark wise yeah cool long it was a long long conversation about green lantern talk more about the green lantern Corps? yeah let's do it here's the thing <laughs> join us on our separate podcast you want to do a Green Lantern podcast? Uh, Green Lantern's Light. Wow. The podcast. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty good. Thank you. I'll do it. Yeah. Book news. We don't have one. All right. You should have got your Overclock Remix pals to Overclock Remix us a book book news segment. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? Uh, but Ben Lehman's our only guy. I know. We'll give them, we'll give them something Ben Lehman has done and we'll and ask them to remix it. it. <laughs> That's perfect. That's a great idea. There you go. Boy, nice job on those Overclock Remix episodes, by the Thank way. Thank you. Those getting, are fun. It's getting a lot of attention. So yeah. if, you, if you're a new listener because of that... I hope you enjoyed the The Green Green Lantern Lantern talk. (laughs) 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 In for a penny, in for a pound, overclockers. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Green Lantern and Rainbow Six and The Firm. Yeah. We're we're trapped in the 90s. Wow, I guess we are. Only 90s kids will recognize this. (laughs) CD-ROM disc. Let's get to the hardcover fiction of New York Times bestsellers list. Hardcover fiction. Top 10. Okay. The 10 books on the hardcover fiction. Number 10, City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert. Mm-hmm. 89-year-old Vivian Morris looks back at the direction her life has taken when she entered the 1940s New York thir- theater scene. Are you oh, going to read yeah. this, Nicholas? Uh, no, I don't think so. Did, oh. did What did she write? Is she Pray Love or is that somebody else? You'll have to research that just as you researched that other thing. Why you do did. we even have a senior intern if I'm I, always the one? Yeah, yeah Elizabeth, Elizabeth Gilbert wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Okay. Uh, with no thanks to Roger, our senior intern. Uh, number nine, Bad Undercurrents attitude. by Nora Roberts. Echoes oh. of Violent Childhood reverberates oh, for Zane Bigelow when he starts a new kind of family in North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountain. That new kind of family? Wild robot cats. family. Oh, oh, you said wildcats. Sorry. A wildcat family. Sorry. You beat me to a just family robots. Of wi- robots would be good. Yeah, robot wildcats. I think a family cats. of wildcats, though. Yeah. I guess that's more like a J.A. Jantz kind of story. Like at Not the, a Muppet, mm-hmm. if I could just point out. J.A. Jantz is not a Muppet. So at the end of this, uh, of Undercurrents, of this Nora Roberts book for you, uh, Zane Bigelow is going to have to choose whether he keeps the wildcat or he lets it go into the wild where it belongs. Okay. Okay. That's cute. That's cute. It's what if What if years later... He goes back, and that wildcat recognizes him and gives him a big hug. A wildcat hug. Yeah. Yeah. That happens sometimes. Oh, yeah, with lions. People raise a lion, and they come back, and instead of getting mauled, the lion's like, where have you been? Yeah. Sometimes uh, people raise tigers, and those tigers eat them. Let me ask you a real question. Okay. Uh, We have an episode, episode 47, called J.A. Jance is Not a Muppet. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't know what that episode's about. Do you? Uh, I don't remember what the main episode's about, yeah. but we got onto that because J.A. Jantz made me think of Janice the Muppet. Right. And you said J.A. Jantz is not a Muppet. J- she's not. 
Yeah. Janice is though. I know. I like. Hey yeah. Man. We used to title Janice. the earlier episodes with whatever nonsensical thing we said. I like it. I like <laughs> that. I miss it. Now it's just like. Uh, yeah. This spotlight. Yeah. This interview. I, thanks, Nostradamus was one of my favorite episode yeah. titles. <laughs> thanks for nothing, <laughs> Nostradamus. No, it was just thanks, Nostradamus. Okay. Uh, number eight this week is new this week. Chances are by Richard Russo. Yeah. No, Richard Russo. Not again. Three men. I'll in tell you what. S- Let me tell you this though. Uh-huh. Nobody's fool uh-huh. made us fools. But I, Bridge of Sighs remains one of my very favorite books. Yeah. And I like that old Cape Magic, too. So maybe this will be more like those and less like Nobody's Fool. Three men in their 60s who met in college reunite on Martha's Vineyard where mysterious events occurred in 1971. Unusual. He does like writing about old men who have a lot of regrets. Yeah, But also he does. don't realize they should regret those things. Mm. Don't you have a lot of regrets? That old, the point? That old Cape Magic was also kind of about mm-hmm. older people with yeah, regrets. I should regret things, but I live in a house without a microwave. I don't know. You're on your way. Pretty soon you'll be an older person with regrets. I'm only 33. I really? I just turned 33. Really? Yes. You can tell by the few wrinkles on my face. What are you the, eating? What? <laughs> uh, freeze pops and Cheetos. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Number seven new this week, Labyrinth. <gasps> Not... The not David a novelization. No, not a novelization of the David Bowie Jennifer Connelly. A sequel. Film. No, a sequel this to is the not J- Labyrinth Two. Can't be done. David Bowie <sighs> has passed, and Jennifer Connelly. I, I think she would do it. You think Jennifer Connelly would do it? Will she do a sequel to The Rocketeer? Mm. Where she becomes the Rocketeer? Oh snap! Right? I'd, I'd see that film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, How do we make that happen? I, we I mean, Disney. A, Disney owns it, right? Do they? What do they care? Yeah, they Joe, can do anything they want. Do we bring back Joe Johnson? Uh yeah you know what yeah Rocketeer he, good, he did yeah. he did he do Jurassic Park three yes well he also did a few other films okay good good films Jumanji I think I love Jumanji yeah yeah bring him back bring All him right. back but I want oh Timothy Dalton died in the Rocketeer he he's did. alive in real life he's on Doom Patrol yeah. but he did die in the Rocketeer well you just brought a new villain yeah okay gonna be another Roger Moore's dead darn it you bring in Sharon Stone Pierce Brosnan okay can Pierce Brosnan <laughs> sure. be the villain. Okay. Uh, so Labyrinth, the book, is by Catherine Coulter. This is the 23rd book in the FBI thriller series. <laughs> uh, Agents Savick and Sherlock wend their way through a maze of lies Savick? to the bottom of a secret. Savick from the Wrath of Khan? Oh, no. I don't think so. It's not Lieutenant Savick. No. From the Wrath of Khan. No. Okay. So this is a metaphorical labyrinth. That's oh. a little discouraging. Oh, I see. Yeah. So It's a metaphor. Oh, no. My mother issues are like a minotaur in this metaphorical labyrinth. Really? I guess. Wow. <laughs> Number six, summer of '69. Hey, we just saw Brian Adams and Billy Idol. I know, but yeah, I brought up Brian Adams because of the title. Is it really called Summer '69? Yeah, we just saw Brian Adams. Yeah, and Billy Idol. And Billy Idol. <laughs> uh, we're saving this for our, our concert spotlight, but mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, Billy Idol knows what he's doing. Yeah, that's true. And Billy Idol knows what he's doing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by Ellen Hildebrand. The Levin family undergoes a dramatic events with a son in Vietnam, a daughter in protest, and a dark secret hiding beneath the surface. That dark secret? Wildcats. And it can be found in the center of their emotional labyrinth. Oh, jeez. Number five. Uh, it's called Dark Age by Pierce Brown. All that Brosnan? It, all that this says is, is the fifth book in the Red Rising series. Oh. So, Nick is only it, Is it anything about. like the fourth book? Or is it more like the third? I don't know. You're not sure? Okay. No. Uh, number four. The New Girl by Don't Screw Zoe Me Up Deschanel. by Daniel Silva. Hey, good for you. Gabriel Allen, the chief of Israeli intelligence, partners with the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, whose daughter is kidnapped. We got a huge box of uh, pristine paperback 
copies of Daniel Silva's early stuff. Oh. So this is your one-stop shop for Daniel Silva work right here at the David A. Howe Public Library. Yeah. Uh, the Nickel Boys is at number three. It's about Nickelback? No. Nobody likes Nickelback. Nickelback and Bobby Flay, nobody likes. Uh-huh. What's the what's the Nickelback song? Okay. Did they sing, this is how you remind... Yeah. That's the Nickelback? Yeah. Okay. Also, the singer of Nickelback sang the song Hero for... Like, when the hero comes along. That one? No. Okay. Uh, I could be your hero, baby. No. no. Okay. The Spider-Man movie. I don't remember. Uh, there's a hero for servers. It's not gonna stand huh. here and wait. Hey, keep going. We're gonna have to pay for it. I don't. I don't uh, want to. Then, all right. This is. This is gonna come go real down. Oh, now. hold on now. Hold on now. Because I was gonna get this on audiobook. Because even though I didn't love Underground Railroad, uh-huh. I was intrigued by it and I liked his writing. Mm-hmm. Colson Whitehead here on the Nickel Boys. Uh, it is a it is a dark, upsetting story. Yeah, I know. I so d- let's just take a pause before we continue. Okay. We're not talking about Nickelback anymore. Okay. Proceed. The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead. Two boys respond to horrors at a Jim Crow era reform school in ways that impact them decades later. Yowzer. Uh, number two. Couldn't one- do it. I couldn't do it. Read it. I couldn't read it. Uh, yeah. No. Too upsetting. Uh, might I suggest uh, Lovecraft County? I don't think so. No. I, I think you can handle that. You do? Yes. Well, if nothing else, I appreciate the vote of confidence. Uh, number two, One Good Deed by David Baldacci. A World War II veteran on parole must find the real killer in a small town or face going back to jail. Looking for a killer in a small town. No, that's what you're doing. I was, see, I was going for just a small town, but killer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Number one, Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. In a quiet town, nothing. No. Okay. Fine. Uh, on the North Carolina coast in 1969, uh-huh. a young woman who survived alone yeah. in a marsh yeah. becomes a murder Superhero. suspect. Superhero. No, murder suspect. Oh, darn it. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you a little bit of inside scoop on this book. This is now what? Two years old? This is 47 weeks. 47 weeks. Okay. Well, that's almost a year. Yeah. That's almost a year. Yeah. But is, that's because it went off. Remember, it was on and then it went off and then it came back on. I think this is, we're pushing two years on this. We have the audiobook. I just ordered large print, and we have two copies. Would you like to know the number of holds that are on this book currently? All of them? 56. Jeez Louise. 56 holds yeah. are on this book. Reese Witherspoon is a book recommending God. I guess, I guess. so. Yeah. I guess so. No one went to see This Is War, but I guess <laughs> I guess suddenly her taste is good. Okay. Sorry. I, I like when Tom Hardy gets, gets a, you know, brought down to our level. <laughs> well, yeah. Chris Pine and Tom Hardy. Chris Pine and Tom yeah. Hardy. The only time I've ever seen Tom Hardy's face. The one and only time. Yeah. No Andy, accent. Yeah. Nothing covering his face. Yeah. Anyway, Reese Witherspoon likes the movie This Is War, and she also likes Where the Crawdads Sing. Well, so. just because she's in it doesn't mean she likes it. Oh, you think it was a pay the bill situation? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Jamie Kennedy didn't like The Son of the Mask. <sighs> Don't you bring that up. Don't you bring that up. I'm sorry. All right. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That was number We're, one. That is still number one. Yes. Boy, credit where credit's due, right? Yeah. I mean, I know I get tired of hearing of it. It's like mm-hmm. a bit of another a Nightingale situation, mm-hmm. but... Well, maybe you'll have like a Nightingale thing where you fall in love. Here's the thing. I read... What was that? It's it's my nook. I'm sorry. Ah. I read <laughs> I read the Nightingale uh-huh. after a full year of being like, go away, and I kind of liked it. So, maybe. Maybe now. Where the Crawdads Sing? I actually I have a copy sitting right my over here. My wife loved where Does the crawdads she? sing well, she gave five stars she she used language in her review i thought she only reserved for me oh 
like in terms of how much she loved the book. A lot of swearing or no. <laughs> okay. Uh, she just talked about how beautiful the the writing was and how how much it moved her. She tells you you're beautiful <laughs> sometimes. Okay. Doesn't your wife? I, doesn't your wife like Nick? My wife does not talk about your beauty. No, she no, doesn't. Of course not. Oh. Doesn't don't you ever come downstairs with your hair combed and your tie on and your wife yeah. is like you are beautiful. Beautiful? Yeah. I don't. No, I don't okay, think she said question, beautiful. Yeah. Does Christina Aguilera ever tell you you're beautiful? Is that a song? I don't know. Yes. Okay, sorry. You're beautiful. Okay. You're right. beautiful. All right. It's true. Yeah. One Direction tells me that the, because I don't know that I am, <laughs> that is why that I am. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah. All right. You know what? We need some music to break this up. And this is definitely, we're definitely going to hear this live. So Eric, play the music. There it was. Still, one, was of my, still one of my favorite themes. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That talented little guy, mm-hmm. three foot four and musical talent up the wahoo. I just can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe that little guy. We're, this so week this we're, is a, uh, this is a pocket knife, but it maybe, maybe it could be used as a uh, banana. What is this more, cell phone? Are you doing more acting games? Yes. <laughs> jeez. This is going to become the lost episode of all the books. Oh, jeez. Uh, no. This week we're doing a Lonely Hearts book club. I told you a little bit at the top, but this is what I do. I run a report. I find something that in the history of this great building, uh, 82 years we've been here, (laughs) I find something that's either never checked out Uh or it hasn't checked out in so long that it predates the computer age uh, like Joe Biden. This is is from... Let me see how long we've had this. Okay. Let me tell you the original... All right. Little story. Publication date. 1992. So we have had this since 1992. Eric, fresh out of college, uh, <laughs> could have bought this book. That was a contemporary with the movie Aladdin. This is by Jim Weikart. Mm-hmm. Uh, original cover price, 1995. It is called Harry's Last Tax Cut, a J. Jason mystery. Goodness. What do you think? Do you like that title? Harry's Last Tax Cut. Yeah. By Jim Welkett? Weikart. 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 Okay. Weikart. Do you uh-huh. like the title? I guess. It, I don't I don't really like the title. I guess it sounds it's like a 90s movie. Steps. It's too many steps, I think. Mm-hmm. The last tax cut. Okay, Harry's sure. last cut. The last and tax you know, cut. Then you get the pun when you sounds read like it. Sounds like a Michael Connolly. The last tax cut. I think it's just last and tax together. Something about it just bogs it down. Okay. I don't know. The cover looks not unlike a tract you might find in the basement of your church <laughs> telling you about the dangers <laughs> of hell. It is all. <laughs> That's true. It is all. Um, it's it's some taupes and some burgundies and some pinks. Um, you have a man. Sure, my friends seem like oh, they're having fun, oh. but is it worth trying marijuana? Exactly. That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> I get it. The cover is a man's hand or a man or woman's hand, sort of clutched. And I thought there was a shadow behind it, but totally I think clutched. I think that it's blood. Cool. I think that it's blood, and they've dropped their telephone book in a pile of blood. I'm sorry, blood doesn't pile, it pools in a pool of blood. And it's purple. It is purple. It is this purple. This whole it thing looks, is grape. It looks like this man had Welch's grape juice and dropped it on this Bible tract. <laughs> uh, Kirkus Review says, richly entangling second take on oh, you J- think it's grape juice? Jason. You can kind of figure out the denomination then. I, that's true. You're right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> We're looking at you, Lutherans. A truly novel hero. He will cut his way into your chest with a big tax on your late hours. Oh, is this a murder? It is. It is. Oh, the tax cut. He's cutting you. Harry's last tax cut. 
But I think you could say the last <sighs> cut, uh-huh. and then you know that it's a tax cut when you right. read the book. There's the payoff. So is Ray the last Jedi? <laughs> right. Or yeah, is exactly. Harry the last Harry tax the cut yeah. Jedi? I understand. The Kirkus Review is awkwardly written, and I don't. that's nothing to say about this author. Uh-huh. Um, it's look, purple on the back. Look at the whiteness of these pages, yeah. the crisp whiteness <laughs> so of these pages. So clean for a 1992 book. I'm going to say probably did not get yeah. any action. It looks like it got a little water damage from our pipes. There's no dates. Oof. There's no date stamped in here. Oof. And I was looking you this book up. That. I was looking this book up, uh-huh. and it's very little on this book. There's one Goodreads review on it, which oh. I believe is a three-star. Okay. I think there's one. It's G- it's Jim Weikart. Yeah, on, on, <laughs> on online shopping. Even there, he only gave it three there's stars. There's w- uh, one one-star review. Uh-huh. Oh. And that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. I found the author's website. He still has an active website. Mm. Um, he's published. This is the second of the J. Jason Mysteries. Uh, the first was Casualty Loss. Casualty Loss. Okay, that sure. That doesn't really roll off the tongue either, though. I don't know. So he's basically, he's, he's a... He's a uh, accountant who solves mysteries I think is the is the premise that we're going for yeah. let me tell you some of the reviews for casualty loss as printed on the back of this copy of uh, All right, our this book. is reviews for a different book this is uh, the first book of the J. Jason mysteries the All first right. one J. Jason enigmatically Matt Madison written with real feeling for children what what does that mean? What? It's written with real feeling for children. Yeah. So this is the Tom Thomas mystery? But I, but <laughs> I, uh, you pick this up and you don't know anything about the first book. And that certainly right. doesn't tell you anything. Yeah. It's written with feeling for children? Yeah. Okay. Rendezvous, <laughs> rendezvous uh-huh. says a fast read, okay, with many twists and turns to keep the suspense building. Mm. Richard Langford from the Sun News said of Casualty Lost, the first book, the players in this slightly, quirk, slightly quirky mystery are well characterized and readers will be interested in what happens to them. That doesn't seem okay, like... Okay, sure. That seems like faint praise, You will like the characters. If anything. You'll want to know what happens yeah. at the end of the yep. book. Uh John the Barthel had details. Best-selling author of A Death in California. Oh. We should do that. From now on, we should pick a book referenced on the current oh, book. Oh, jeez. Brisk and lively, entirely contemporary, a first-rate puzzle. I felt I knew the characters. Quirky, loving, temperamental, devious, and more. In other words, straight out of real life. Thank you, Joan. Quirky right. and loving. Quirky and loving. Harry's last right. tax cut. For so me. this is a Carl Carlson mystery. No, this is a J. Jason. I keep wanting to say Jay Jansen because that sounds cool. Right. Jay Jason yeah. doesn't sound cool. Yeah. Jay Jason should have known the better. Will Williamson book. Harry Sage was drunk when he offered Jay a partnership in a new business. The <laughs> deal was made in a bar and Jay had no idea whatsoever Don't make what a deal in he'd a bar. agreed to join. Only a few days later, Harry mm-hmm. calls in a panic. Oh, he no. wants to buy Jay's share of the business. Right now, an hour later, Harry Sage is dead. Jay is the prime suspect, and lots of people, none of them with Jay's health and well-being in mind, mm-hmm. want to talk to him. Now, who would? And there are a few people Jay wants to speak to. Uh-huh. Harry's ex-wife. Harry's mistress. You know who didn't want to talk to Harry's ex-wife? Harry. Oh. <laughs> Harry's mistress. Uh-huh. The women named in Harry's little black book, which is on the cover. Some of the women's names are Sarah, Karen, Sam, Tara, Laura, JJ, Babes, Jeanette. You sure that's not Babs? It says B-A-B-E-S. I think that's Babs. I don't think so. Okay. Maybe it's Bibis. <laughs> Harry's secretary topped the list and quickly added themselves to the list of suspects. Uh-huh. There are others, too, all of whom are mixed up in something very big and very dangerous. Uh-huh. The only facts Jay has are summed up in the promise Harry made to him. It's a tax business with lots of women, which Jay has now witnessed, <laughs> okay. and lots of money. 
He knows how to handle that. Mm-hmm. Jay's business is taxes and dealing with the IRS, but murder and being the next target of a killer is something else again. And not n- is something else again. Uh-huh. And not nearly as much fun. Are mistresses are the mistresses you have on a side considered a tax deductible? Are you supporting them? I don't know. Uh, you could probably write off the uh if you're if you're if you're renting an apartment for the mistress, I think that you can write that off. If you say it's a business expense. If it is a business expense. <laughs> I'm not suggesting tax fraud. I'm just saying in the world of Jay Jason, I think they'd find a workaround. Okay, yeah. No one's suggesting tax yeah. fraud. Tax fraud will be your last tax cut. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you a little bit. Jacket illustration by Doug Andelin. Mm-hmm. Well, Eric Erickson mystery. Doug, <laughs> Doug, this jacket, I think, go back to the Methodists. Jim Weikart is a partner in Weikart Tax Associates in New York City. In the off-season, he devotes himself entirely to writing. Harry's last tax cut is the second in the series featuring Jay Jason, introduced in Casualty Loss. Mm -hmm. The author's website is jimweikart.com, and there's information about this and the previous books, as well as his tax tips Mm -hmm. and some of his writing that appeared in Ellery Queen, workshops, interviews. It's a pretty pretty good website. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Go there, Jim Weikart. All right. Harry's last tax cut. Doug Douglas Mystery. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Tone Tonyson was strolling. No, uh, it's for Lynn. Chapter one. Uh-huh. Enrolled agents. Nobody knows who the hell we are. It's just not like, it's just not known like a lawyer or CPA. But hey, uh-huh. if you want something expert done about your taxes, we're the folks for you. Uh-huh. Carol and I both passed our two-day enrollment agent exams at the IRS in the past year, which gave our partnership some credibility. Harry Sage wanted a piece of it. The credibility, I mean. I seem to attract more than my share of trouble. Mm. Tax trouble, that is. What? It doesn't really say that. (laughs) It does. Okay. And Harry's partnership proposal was trouble from the start. Mm -hmm. Girls are my game. Tax trouble is also my game. Stupid. Not to have included Carol. But maybe that's my fault. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. The real trouble started in the wee hours of a Friday morning. My stomach was churning, trying to digest Julia's dinner of arroz con pollo and black bean soup, and I had just fallen into a restless sleep when the phone woke me. I flicked on the light, stared at the phone for a couple of extra rings. I don't like phones in the middle of the night. Bad news, it was 1.30. The last time it rang at this hour... My brother was dead. Oh, jeez Louise. (laughs) I know. Sorry. I, I picked it up. Jay Jason... (laughs) Yeah, I said, it's Harry. My stumbling mind tried a mental picture and came up with nothing. Harry Sage, he said into the quiet. Harry, I said then, seeing him, a big guy (laughs) with a wide face that smiled blue-eyed stupidly or sincerely, depending on your point of view. Blonde hair on the long side and big farmer hands. Oh, okay. Listen, Harry, this isn't a good time for an emergency has come up, Jay. I have someone here who wants to buy out our partnership. Now, tonight. Okay. The silence from my end. Last look. Go on. I am kind of intrigued at what's happening here. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna say to you folks that I think that it's good that its tax business was a yeah. But, but don't you kind of want to know? He gets his fair share of trouble. He tax, tax trouble. trouble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, an emergency has come up, Jay. The silence from my end lasted. I don't want no so tax long. trouble. Harry must have thought I'd hung up on him. Sure, he had sent me a partnership agreement to sign, and sure, he had already signed it himself, but he hadn't had to listen to Carol blasting me and him day after day, and I didn't even know enough to tell her what the hell it was about. (laughs) Jay, can you hear me? 
Yes, and I'm glad you called. I've been trying to reach you for the last few days, Harry. But what I want to tell you right now is that I can't stop reading. That this partnership is off to a bad start. Let's do business from 9 to 5. I expect your call at 9 sharp tomorrow morning. Goodbye, Harry. And right. I hung up on him. Nick's stuck. Nick's stuck because he's hooked. I'm a, yeah, yeah, I am. Nick is a trout with his filthy I mouth am. hooked. Listen, I started this with a bad attitude. Mm-hmm. Due in large part to Doug Andelin's cover design, yeah. which I find lacking. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I looks I don't like know. Uh, the the grimace was beaten to death with this book. <laughs> the grim- <laughs> the McDonald Land character, the grimace. Yeah. Okay. He he walked into a place at the wrong time. Now, saw what he wasn't supposed to see. I think I'm. And wearing, this is the only weapon the killer had. I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve about Harry's last tax cut. Technically, that book is wearing the grimace's heart <laughs> on its book sleeve. There it is, right there. <laughs> oh boy. Apologies to the Grimace estate. Seriously. <laughs> to the to the Grimace's um, widow. So how many yeah, how I many mean, pages is this book? Let me tell you. Okay. If you're considering reading this book, I will absolutely read this book. How with many you. how many pages is this book? 199. You could read that before the end of the day. 199. You, if you sat down, you'd be done. Nick I is gonna have this book done by next week. I could do it. Yeah. Take step aside, Rainbow you know what? Six. You know what? <laughs> I have two books I have to read for this library, and you can add a third because the J. Jason mystery, Harry's last tax cut, has just won me beginning. over. <laughs> yeah. You could read the first book like a prequel. You love doing that. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I could go back. Do you want a little bit more? I don't think you're gonna be sold on this. I'm not gonna be sold. You can pick one for our listeners. Chapter seven. And again, I oh. don't want to give up. I don't want to give too much away because I'm mean, gonna have to read this yeah. book. You don't want to find out that the sister was the killer. I don't. I walked slowly back into the mystery. office. They gave away the answer at chapter and, seven. And got Harry's gun and cartridges out. What? I sat at my desk staring at Harry's junk. <laughs> okay. The phone rang and I picked it up. Why would they murder Harry? She asked without even saying hello. <gasps> A throaty, soft voice. Goodness. Oh, oh, she caught me, I have to admit. I found myself considering her question, trying to find an answer. I ended up just echoing her question. Why would they murder Harry, Donnie? There's no reason. It's gratuitous violence. Mm. New York City. (laughs) (laughs) I paused again. What if I told you it wasn't a random act, that Harry was murdered for a reason? Yeah. A reason for murder? What is it? He was very upset yesterday, but I don't know why. If you were close to Harry, you know things that could put this together. Mm -hmm. She started to cry. After Fran Papa's heavy metal bawling, her crying sounded like a Brahms symphony. Mm -hmm. Here's a question. If if somebody's murdered, but it's an accident, (laughs) that's manslaughter. Yes. yes, So anything that's technically a murder would have a reason then. I think you're right. So (laughs) I think you're right. So she's only ever heard of manslaughter. Look, I know Brian Regan talks about this at <laughs> length but why is manslaughter the one that you do when it's an accident lighter it yeah. just it's a a lighter murder well you're asking <laughs> you know if you like push a coffee table <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> you push a coffee table off a balcony uh-huh. for example and it kills somebody <laughs> that's lighter for you <laughs> this book is <laughs> <instead> of premeditated <laughs> listen i you need to know something okay there was a Nick before Harry's last tax cut, and there's a Nick after Larry's tax cut. I said Larry's tax if cut. If Eric is found murdered because a coffee table fell in his head, it's purely coincidental. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> anyway, I'm sorry I said. I wish I could tell you <laughs> that it's going to be okay, but I'd be lying. But I'm truly sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> By the way, have you ever had jalapenos? They're delicious. <laughs> sorry, that was off topic. Jalapenos again. are delicious? <laughs> 
Because you have to repeat everything yeah. that's said. Look, they can be I, if they're jalapeno <laughs> poppers. Have you ever fried them? Why would anybody fry them? And why was Harry murdered? Why would anybody fry them? And why was Harry murdered? Uh, <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, I, I, I've never seen two pa- <laughs> two pages of book change somebody. <laughs> So. It's, just, it's hitting me just right. I, maybe it's all the Tom Glancy that I've been stuck in. Maybe it's all the Green Lantern. And suddenly, you said you were enjoying Tom. I am Clancy, enjoying but now it. Now you just described yourself as being <laughs> stuck in it. I am enjoying it. But Harry's last tax cut yeah. was like a weird breath of fresh I air. Have no idea how to edit this podcast. I don't think you should. I don't know how I to think edit this people episode. Need, I think the people need to know. Do I edit it so Nick doesn't sound like he's planning <laughs> to drop a coffee table off the building and <laughs> see what happens? Accidentally, that's the whole point. It's right. an accident. Okay. Maybe I was moving furniture. Maybe I was painting and needed the coffee table out okay. of the way. And then maybe it just kind of fell over the edge. Right. I didn't know you were down there. All right. Look, at the end of the day, I think that this feels a little clunky and feels a little amateurish, but it's also winning me over. So... Maybe that's just style I'm reading into it, you know? You know what? I th- I think that it's I think it's been forgotten. I think that it needs to be rediscovered. And I'm going to rediscover it and I will tell you next week uh-huh. if it, the journey was worth it. Goodness. All right. Well, uh I'll tell you one thing. Jim Whitecart has brought a lot of joy to this podcast Nick's today. Next come c- to come to next episode hair dyed red. Yeah. And <laughs> he's going to have a whole new look. Yep. Jeans, acid wash yeah. jeans. A shirt that says I killed the grimace. <laughs> He's going to be really into Gordon Lightfoot. How about that? You're going to be really into Gordon Lightfoot. I'll be really into Gordon Lightfoot. All right, yeah. All right, listen. This and other treasures like it are available (laughs) in our stacks. If you visited the David A. Howe Library and didn't know... any library. That's true. But this library in particular, if you didn't know we have a lower level, go downstairs and peruse down there because... Nick has found the lowest level. It's true. (laughs) Because titles like this that are unique, that are the only ones in the system, we very rarely will Mm -hmm. discard because we like to be a storehouse for that sort of thing. So. You can find some truly interesting things. Some of them are bad, as many a Lonely Book Club right. episodes will tell you. Yeah. Some of them might be a diamond in the rough, like Harry's last tax cut. Yeah. I read The Wolfen. It what? had a movie based on it. Yeah. Did you like it? Not really. Okay. Uh, so we'll find out next week, because now I'm committed. I'm locked into this, baby. Mm-hmm. All right. That's going to do it for our Lonely Hearts Book Club. All right. You got any library news coming up? Uh, Boy. Not for a week. I know we're in the we're in the dead zone. Uh, I mentioned the book club already. That's Mm -hmm. September third. We're reading Asunder. Copies available here. Uh, Next month, we're also going to be reading Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger as part of our Band Books Week. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a ballet from Genesee Dance Theaters happening Mm -hmm. at two o'clock on Saturday, September seventeenth. It's free. It's right after the fancy tea party, which this year is mermaid themed. Mm Uh, but you can come to the ballet having not come to the tea party. That's fine. They're separate things that just happen to go together. Uh, so those those are some of the things we have going on. Uh, plus just the regular stuff. We've always got craft classes. We've always got movies being shown. We always have new books coming in. So stop in and check it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to do it for this episode, don't okay. you think? Yeah. Anything think, else you want to add? I should do it for okay. this episode. I think so. All right. Well, uh, yeah. With that, yeah. we bid you adieu. See you on our Green Lantern podcast. We'll be there. <laughs>